FM to start the show. Leroy Hudson, one of our favorites. And welcome back, Mike Ingram, from more of your travels. <laughs> oh, yes, my brother. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, well, it's uh, great to be doing the show again. We haven't been in for three weeks. We've been uh, supporting and following the music as ever. And uh, we also want to thank everybody out there that's been giving us some good praise and some good feedback. We're working hard to make this really good for you and uh, like I said, it's going to be a lot of soul for you in 98 and we're going to pay a little attention to the lovers tonight because we know that Valentine's Day is around the corner so yeah, that's we're going right. to work on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got the Valentine's angle. I mean, not that we don't always play so much great love songs, so <laughs> it's an easy thing for us to do. And, of course, um, being Black History Month, and this is our first show in February, we're going to pay attention to that, too. And uh, we're going to play the usual array of stuff. In fact, um, as part of Black History Month, some more important tracks from Sam Dees. Yes, a, indeed. A very important fellow, as well as another great singer who never got the exposure, John Edwards. Oh, yes. Yeah, and we've got the uh, Kent CD of some unissued tracks from him, so that should be exciting. Oh, mining gold here at African Rhythms, ladies and gentlemen. We want to let you know that although that uh, music has always been a huge part of the black culture 
You know, there are a lot of people who have done many, many things that go beyond the scope of music that were beneficial to all mankind, and that's part of what Black History Month is about. And yeah. So we're going to give you a taste of a little socially conscious action, but uh, just keep in mind that there's more things happening in music here with the total yeah. picture. Yeah, the Langston Hughes's, the Maya Angelos, um, the list goes on, really, you yes, know, indeed. of the, uh, the magnitude of talent in the culture. And why don't, we, uh, why don't we go back to somebody we introduced everybody to on Minute Records, The Players. Now, this is an intriguing group. Uh, a while ago, we played the song, I'm Glad I Waited, and it had to do with lovers being separated. And this was a Vietnam-era love song. But definitely uh, Sweet Soul. Oh, Sweet, Sweet Soul. And you know, what a lot of people didn't know that the precursor to this was a song called He'll Be Back, and it had to do with you know all the young men leaving for vietnam and of course there was a lot of conflict behind the war and all of that but this is just a simple leave your man at the ship or at the bus terminal wherever the heck he was getting ready to go before he's gone and stuff and well it's a very it's a really emotive piece and a, a good way to set off this valentine's edition all right let's set it off
that's the Masqueraders here on African Rhythms. A nice track you picked out there, Mike. Oh, thank you, brother. Uh, yeah, the Masqueraders were actually uh, doing their little stomping ground singing thing over in Willie Mitchell's neck of the woods down there. Mm. There's a lot of pre-high stuff. Willie Mitchell, actually, I think, may have arranged that. Yeah, you know, there's, uh, there's quite a lot of stuff on um, high records that's quite hard to find. I mean, it's some pretty obscure stuff. A lot of it really didn't get the attention. Yeah. You know? Um, but the Masqueraders, I mean, I remember um, a little bit later on, they, they were fairly popular on ABC, I believe. Yeah, they did some stuff with ABC. This goes back to their real doo-wop background, and mm -hmm. I think the stuff that they were doing later on on ABC was... Everybody Wants to Live On or something? Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody Wants to Live On, which did get some airplay, actually, because uh, mm -hmm. I remember that album because it was one of the albums that got a lot of... Uh, airplay on the bonus hours when we were talking about New York radio uh, playing three and four different albums and playing a lot of the cuts from it so people could get a real feel of what mm -hmm. the albums were like. That definitely was one that crossed over. It I was mean, definitely crossed It was all over Canada as well as in this. But, you know, this early stuff, um, it's, it just blows my mind, really, the amount of quality group soul that didn't get out of places like Chicago. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was uh, local hits. Detroit, too. I mean, uh, there's a magnitude of rarities of Motown sound-alikes, which is a lot of what we call Northern Soul. We're going to get mm -hmm. into a whole show on that soon, yes. I promise. Mm -hmm. But you know what's so interesting about that, David? The fact that that uh, Deep South connection in Chicago, because Chicago being like, you know, the hub town where a lot of people from the South came to, I, I think it could be a, a very vital factor in making a lot of this uh, obscure stuff easier to find. Because it seems now that there's really a bunch of soul hunters out there who are really yeah. trying to track uh, all this. Yeah, uh, I mean, one thing I think both down. of us believe in um, in the show is making the music available. I mean, tape our show, enjoy the music, go out and get the music and support these artists. Hopefully the artist is getting paid and stuff like that. No question know. on that. You know, because... Um, these artists, we wouldn't say that soul music is overabundant with uh, people who've uh, made you know, a reasonable amount of money for their efforts. Um, some have, a few have, but many, many ones we're talking about are people that have taken other jobs. Terry Callier took a computer job in the early 80s. We're going to be featuring a little bit later in the show, so we're going to get to talk more about that. But why don't we turn our attention now to Gerald Laverde. I mean, what a transition from father to son of mm -hmm. such talents. Yes, mm -hmm. indeed. A lot of times that bloodline doesn't always play to the same thing, but uh, believe me, the son could, uh, could certainly stand on his own vocally without having to worry about having to uh, maintain the reputation that his father so wonderfully set. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's go back to 1983, and I believe this is his debut on Tempo Records and a track entitled I'm Still. Yeah. 
Come back. 
Getting us in a Valentine's kind of groove. <laughs> Gerald Lavert. <laughs> oh, baby, if you've met the father, you've met the son. That was some beautiful stroking there by Lavert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that's I'm Still, and that's his very first record. And uh, a nice career since then. Up and down in popularity, but I think in uh, years to come, he's going to be sort of one of the great legends of our time. I would say so. He truly has a beautiful instrument. He, he got it from his father, so <laughs> yeah. props to the genetics, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like father, like son mm-hmm. is a beautiful thing. Yes, indeed. Now, let's go back to Mr. Ransallen. And, uh, you know, I can't say enough great things. I talked to... Um, soul singer Otis Clay this week in Chicago. I'm lucky enough to have made a contact with him. He's going to be sending me his new CD. We talked about what a fine singer Rance Allen is, and he talked about this very album. Mm. I know it's one of your favorites, Mike. Oh man, I gotta tell you, when I when I heard the playback after Rance Allen sang Save Me, it just put a shiver up my spine. I mean, it's, it's rare when you hear somebody's gift reflect in such a way where it just touches you almost immediately and Mm. that's just a beautiful beautiful song i mean it's a love song in every sense of the word he's talking about his love for god but it's still that's got love all over it it's a powerful song and i really liked how he had that whole church effect happening in there with the acoustics or how he did it in the studio and stuff yeah it's a brilliant piece of uh, technological recording but also one of the finest uh most spiritual songs that you're ever going to hear and I'd, I'd like to think um we base the show around this kind of quality yes indeed the best instrument in this whole thing is mr allen's voice Would you take me back? 
Rhythms, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, 
car Two shining stars Came together Seemed like it was only yesterday We were only twinkles in some formality One Saturday night, a guiding light brought your love to me, brought your love to me. All this ecstasy for all eternity.
Arguably one of the greatest soul records of all time, Bobby Womack from The Poets. One it's of my a, favorites. Well, it's definitely in the top ten, my brother, because Bobby yeah. has it all together in this one. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, the songwriting, the uh, the singing, he's got a great groove throughout the whole album. And I mean, that side, three great tracks in a row, three great ballads. They're all extended six, seven minutes, if you think you're lonely now, in games as well. But somehow they all just take it to the limit kind of kind of like the singer's version of being in the zone when you have your artistic base down and you've got the freedom to express yourself and you don't have to worry about some producer or ar guy saying it don't sound like this and it don't sound like that you know that's what you get you have yeah. the opportunity to have the climate where you can make stuff like this and it seems that patrick Moton understood how to bring the best out of Bobby, as well as doing it for Johnny Taylor and Anita Baker on the Songstress. So uh, that was a pretty creative time. I'm not sure what he's been doing since then, but Beverly Glenn did fall apart. It was only around for a short time. Fortunately, he didn't pay the artists once again, but some great stuff. And all right, let's go now into the John Edwards spotlight. Now, here was a man, a falsetto, I believe. Yes, indeed. He's a falsetto tenor. Yeah, on the later, up until modern day, he's been in a band called The Spinners, uh, that uh, probably one of the most well-known soul bands, but as a solo artist, did not get his due on Cotillion or on Aware Records, that southern label, but had such great songwriters as Philip Mitchell and Sam Dees writing for him. Well, you know somebody's got to have the chops when you have people like that doing work for them in studio, so unfortunately John Edwards not, uh, did not get a chance to get off the ground as he was coming after the uh in the post philippe wind spinners but uh he definitely has the chops to stand on his own yeah there's there's no doubt about it so on this eight unreleased tracks um i've been waiting a long time to get a copy but uh, it's finally come my way here's an interesting track that he does here mike ashford and simpson's track i had a love well that's a rare one 
Yeah. yeah I don't know it. But I guess that's early Ashwood and Simpson. This was when they were just starting out doing their own thing. Uh, early Warner Brothers, when they because they were one of the few pop soul acts that Warner Brothers had because they had had a lot of chaos in their AR department. They lost a lot of people. And Ashwood and Simpson was one of the first soul acts that they were able to maintain and stuff. And I remember the title, but it's a rare tune. You don't find it very many places. Yeah. All right. Well, let's now uh, focus, play three or four tracks and show... The real genius of the man, ladies and gentlemen, John Edwards.
John Edwards, ladies and gentlemen, and that's mainly from his Aware LP from about 1973. We haven't really, we only listened to one of the unreleased tracks there, that first Ashford and Simpson track, but some incredible stuff, Mike. Some very incredible stuff. It was intriguing as we were looking through the liner notes that um, Sam Dees talked about John Edwards and Lolita Holloway, he made a point to talk about them and, and about John Edwards' falsetto, which you really do hear in full evidence as he's doing the uh, Testify My Love and the last song that we just heard, that falsetto. But Messing a blend. up a good thing. Yes, yeah. indeed. But the, but the blend of the falsetto, that it had so much weight as he was soaring, as he was spiraling up into that high note there. It's a different type of falsetto than what you would hear from, say, a Smokey Robinson that's clear, clean, but... I won't say tinny. Tinny is the wrong word, but hmm. it doesn't have the same kind of weight as a blended falsetto like John Edwards. Stuff. It wasn't breaking up. It had some depth there. Exactly. You know? Yeah, a great, great singer. All right, well, let's check out a couple of the unreleased tracks, further unreleased tracks on this John Edwards' Careful Man, a Kent British reissue. But the first one we're going to listen to, The Great Garland Green. Ain't That Good Enough, one of the tracks from his Jealous Kind of Fella, uh, Jealous Kind of Fella album, which is quite a 
killer album, really. A great, a, a landmark Chicago album, shall we say. Good Chicago stuff, but and that, actually, that is kind of hard to find because my my uh, stomping ground in New York City, Downstairs Records, I actually had that on my hit list of stuff to look yeah. for. Uh, I couldn't find it, and uh, it's, I don't know if it's out of print totally, but it is hard to find. I think it's, yeah, I believe it's totally out of print, but actually, Ain't That Good Enough is written by Ashford and Simpson as well as one of our other legendary favorites from Chicago, Josephine Armstead, or mm-hmm. Josie Armstead. Josie. <laughs> Serve it up. but some nice up-tempo dance tracks and that's certainly indicative of uh, the modern soul and you know what's happening over in England that's certainly the kind of tracks they're getting down to now that's intriguing because if you were playing over at a club now in England that's type of the stuff that you'd be playing I take it yeah well they like to just get into a, a nice kind of up-tempo groove great singing good lyrical contents and the like and uh, they're certainly big on the great unknowns such as John Edwards mm-hmm. yeah another Actually, big modern soul track from the last few years. Unfortunately, it's become rather rare. A nice pairing of Linda Jones and the Whatnots. Uh, well, there you go. More in-house action there because, of course, they were all on the Sylvia Robinson's banner there. But, you know, anything that Linda Jones sings is fine with me. She can do Mary Had a Little Lamb, and we'd probably be so in tears we'd never eat lamb chops again, man. So, you know, Linda can do this. And the Whatnots normally doing their own thing. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear how this backs up with them. Yeah, well, it's a great um, groove built up by the Whatnots, and then our hero comes in and does her stuff. Oh, there you go. Oh, 
Linda Jones gives a shout out on Valentine's Day. I'm so glad I found you. <laughs> One of our favorites. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, you know, that's something that you will rarely hear in any kind of male-female arranging. The fact that Linda Jones has the deepest voice out of everybody that's singing there. And we're talking there's five folks, four men and one female. Yeah. And Linda's at the bottom and she's on top of them, too. So that's that's <laughs> truly unique. I mean, that's a yeah. God-given gift that that child has. Yeah, she was one gifted woman. And uh, there has been, a from a poor-quality tape, there's been a new live CD that's come out in England. <laughs> and we've got to check that out because, I mean, this woman can sing like no other she's the ransalan of female singers. you know i would say that's a great comparison and i would yeah. say that's an accurate one too because linda jones wasn't here on this planet very long but she surely made her mark uh clearly felt in the work that she did even though it wasn't a lot and uh, of course being sylvia and stang it was tin cans and egg crates but even yeah. that couldn't hide the talent that this child had god bless her that's right god bless linda jones all right now th the request line you want to all call in out there, 822-CITR is our number here. We're going to be here until 9 o'clock. What, what's uh, this sad girl? We, we heard this song. We, we heard got a this special, song. We, we got heard a special this one. Shout out we, we, we got a special shout-out happening yeah. here. A uh, good friend of mine uh, heard the song and hadn't heard it in 15 years. And Beautiful. he just said, please play it again for me. So. <laughs> We were going to give this. Uh, we will give this smooth shout out to our friends uh, across the water in uh, Barbados, and uh, this is for you and for the crew down there at Goat Radio, G O A T Goat Radio in Barbados. We're giving you a smooth whisper of a shout out. This one's for you, Sad Girl Jay Wiggins. Sweet.
render and the tabulations and a nice coupling there mike sad girl and dry your eyes uh brendan the tabulations representing the other side of uh philadelphia soul uh her and barbara mason uh that mm. act and barbara mason were the stuff that didn't get mainstream they were local and uh Unfortunately, they didn't get the same kind of airplay as other groups that were getting picked up that Tom Bell had a hand in, like the Delphonics. Yeah, Yes, I'm Ready, big hit early on for Barbara Mason, mm -hmm. but her quality Buddha sides, and there were many. Uh, many of those tracks uh, I didn't hear until recent years. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, like I said, when you don't have uh, access to major distribution, that always is a problem. And that's probably a main reason why a lot of the obscure stuff that we've been talking about is harder to find now because a lot of these indies go under and stuff and they don't get picked up by bigger outfits. And uh, unfortunately, that was the case with Brendan the Tabulations and Barbara Mason until um, they were re-signed, re-found, and I believe it was Jamie started releasing all of their stuff and uh, under the Today label, I believe it was, and uh, mm -hmm. another local Philly label, which I can't think of off the top of my head. But Yeah, Today, in fact, they were involved with Debbie Taylor, who just put out the one album, but we're going to hear something by her. But first, let's check out The Great Millie once again. What a smoking follow-up record Still Caught Up was. Mm, you can't help but get caught up with Millie. And uh, yes, volume two of the eternal triangle as Millie is doing her thing as only she can. It hurts me losing you But I know your son needs you and I can understand that but it hurts me even more knowing the hell you're gonna have to go through. I know you think when you get back, everything is gonna be rearranged. But a mammy still lives there, ain't nothing changed. The girl is still childish and selfish, trifling as hell. What makes you think you can change her when her own mother fail? But that's all right. Go on. That's what makes you satisfied. Go on back. Be her selfish pride. I want to say it again. Go She said she knew your weakness And you never were too strong She said your son was the one thing You loved more than anything else And she would use him if she had to To get you back for herself right now But that's alright Go
chivalry Hey baby But that's alright I say that's alright cause I was noticing that The only thing that bothered you about you and her ever breaking up Was the fact that she was living with someone else And you can't stand that Your ego won't let you accept someone else having what you had That's why I'm not worried about you leaving You may move out but you'll be back Two or three times a week just like you did before Kind of like the singer's version of being in the zone when you
the legendary Debbie Taylor, Polydor, 1973. And that's with the MFSB strings, a little known Philly ballad. She did a couple of singles for Polydor, but um, highly sought after my friend and, uh, and our friends across the water. Not bad. I mean, the fact that she did that cute little thing there and at the end that we were talking about where she jumped back off into the little mini bridge. That's the kind of thing that a musician has to always be keyed on. If she's mm. singing this live on stage, she's uh, that's the kind of deal where she'll look back at the drummer or the bass player, like, mm -hmm. you know, you better make sure you catch this because if I want to go off and solo, you better be ready to catch me and count along with her and whatnot as far as keeping time. Yeah, so. I mean, that little break, it sort of makes it all more powerful. I mean, there's quite an intricate layout of stuff there strings and horns and um a, a nice groove they're all putting together a great singer to top it well in, it's interesting that they had mfsb's uh, mfsb strings there to help her out and stuff so apparently she must have had some good rep as a as a studio singer or something to that mm. effect for her to get all of this sounds <laughs> like good stuff yeah. but i guess before i gotta go let me say out here to port moody to port coquitlam burnaby new westminster vancouver if you all want to know where the soul trees grow, the roots of all that, and that that encompasses it, can be found right here on African Rhythms. Amen to that. That was Mike Ingram. I'm David Jones. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM on your dial. Peace and love. <laughs>
deal and 